Welcome to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the latest marketing trends, tools, and tips, and provide you with the top resources you need to thrive and make your marketing mesmerizing. And now, here's your host, Dimple Dang. Welcome back, my Mesmerizing Marketing Tribe. Today, we're going to be talking about how to rank on page one of Google utilizing SEO. And if you're not familiar with SEO or you're like, what is SEO? Well, SEO stands for search engine optimization, and it's a process of optimizing a website so that you can improve its visibility in the search engine results page, also known as SERPs. And it's important for business owners, for law firms, for doctors, for anyone who wants to get more business. Because if you can organically increase more traffic to your website, that's going to in turn lead to more leads coming in to your business. And that's going to increase your revenue. So the more digital real estate you have on Google, the more opportunities that you're going to have to get leads. And I've sold all types of advertising in the past of managed pay-per-click campaigns, which is a Google section at the very top that says sponsored. And while that's effective, sometimes it can be cost prohibitive for many businesses to utilize that. What's important to know about paid campaigns such as PPC campaigns is that once a budget runs out for the day, let's say that you're allocating $100 a day. Well, once that $100 is gone, then guess what? Your ads are also going down. So what I love about organic traffic and SEO is that if you are able to get yourself to rank on page one of Google, then for the most part, you're going to stay there until someone else ranks higher than you, obviously, but you're going to stay there for the whole time that you're actually ranking. And when it comes to SEO, there's a lot of different things that go into SEO. But some of the most important things are things like title tags, meta descriptions, header tags, creating the right content and creating the right structure. So I'm going to break it down for you guys in terms of what some of these things are and what you need to know. One of the most important things to me when I look at a website is if it's not taking advantage of putting in appropriate title tags and meta descriptions for each page of the website, then that can negatively impact search rankings. However, going into an existing website and actually updating those title tags and descriptions to make sure that they are search engine optimization friendly, that's something that can be done. And also when you look on Google and you see a search results page, The meta title, just so you know, is usually like the title that shows at the top of a search result. And the description is the one or two sentences that is a short summary underneath that. And the other thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that you're researching keywords because keywords are important when it comes to search engines and how they're ranking content. And you have to become good at doing keyword research to really identify specific keyword phrases that people are searching for when it comes to your particular business or industry. And there are tools that can guide you when it comes to keyword research. So some of the tools that I would recommend are Google Keyword Planner, SEMrush. I'm actually going to get into a lot more detail about SEMrush later in this episode because I absolutely love it. And there's so much you can do with that. 
but it's really important to make sure that you are utilizing the right keywords. So personally, how I do this for my clients is I like to determine what type of business that they want to get more of coming into, right? Either their law firm or their medical practice or whatever it is that they do. And then I also want to determine what the cities are and the suburbs and the zip codes and the areas that they want to draw in clients from because some businesses are more localized and some people are licensed to practice in certain counties and and not necessarily all over. And we want to make sure that you're getting clients and leads from the appropriate areas and demographics that you want. When you take all that information, right, you can put together a strategy in terms of what are the keywords that are important that you would want to show up for. You can also do research on your competition to see what are they ranking for. And maybe you want to rank for those too. And one thing I'm going to point out that's really important is a lot of times people think that, oh, I want to rank for a word that they think, oh, that's where all the business comes from. But what you have to realize and be realistic about is that it's going to take years or months even, and lots of investment to rank for something that's very competitive. Like if you were trying to rank for the keyword attorney in Los Angeles, well, that's going to take a lot of work to get yourself to rank for that because that's a very broad keyword. However, if you are an attorney in Los Angeles, you can say, well, these are the type of cases that I like to get into my firm. Like I want to get cases for workplace injuries. I want to get cases for people that were injured in an accident, right? At a construction site or accidents at work where they slipped and they fell or they injured themselves somehow. Well, you can come up with a strategy around that. You can come up with a strategy on something more niche of a sub-practice area within personal injury that you want to rank for. So you could say, well, I want to, I want to get cases that have to do with, you know, slip and fall injuries. And if that's the case, then you can develop a strategy of what keywords potential clients are likely to type into Google when they're looking to hire an injury attorney because they had a slip and fall accident and now they're injured. And if you look at the strategy that way, you can come up with many keywords. Some of these can be long-tailed keywords and long-tailed keywords are just basically longer keywords. It could be, can I get compensated for my slip and fall injury at work? So it could be, the keyword could be slip and fall injury at work, right? that can be a keyword because somebody might type something in to Google searching for information about that. And if you have created content and you have done SEO to rank high for that keyword and you're ranking on page one, then it's very likely that they may click on your website. They'll go to your website and they may contact you via phone call, filling out the form. And it's also a good idea to have a chat feature on your website as well, because I've noticed when you have a live chat feature, it drastically increases the number of leads that you get in and conversions from your website. So if you don't have a live chat feature, definitely think about incorporating those into your website. And I just want to go back to one more point. So when it comes to 
meta titles and descriptions. You also want to be cognizant of something called header tags, which are, for example, H1, H2, H3. And what those are used for is to structure content on a page and tell the search engines, hey, these are the most important pieces of information on this on this page, in this article, whatever it happens to be. So what I want to talk about right now is on-page optimization. And on-page optimization means that you're creating high-quality content, and that is one of my favorite ways to rank on page one of Google. And here's the thing. Google wants to create a great user experience for its users, and it wants to reward people who create valuable information, who answer questions that their potential clients may have. So the way that you can do this is by creating content consistently. And you do that by having a blog on your website. Every time you publish a new article, it counts as an additional page to your website. So when you think about it this way, let me give you an example. If your competition has a website that's 20 pages and you're posting 10 blogs every single month and they're not, well, guess what? At the end of the year, you're going to have 120 additional pages plus your main pages that you had. So maybe they were, you also had 20 pages. Your website is going to be 140 pages while their website is only 20 pages. Google's going to say, hey, thank you for creating all this valuable content. We're going to reward you because you have been creating content consistently and creating fresh, relevant content. We're going to rank you higher. Not only that, that's going to give you 140 more opportunities to rank on page one of Google. If you want 140 more opportunities to get potential leads, that's essentially what that's going to do for you. I'm really a big fan of creating content because that's what Google wants, right? And the businesses that understand the value of creating content in terms of, you know, content on articles that go on a website and blog, well, they're getting rewarded. And when you look at websites that rank high organically, you probably have noticed a lot of time it's like the directory sites and things like that. Well, what do they have in common? It's like they have millions of pages, right? Of content, 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 content is king. Remember that guys. So always be creating content, but don't just randomly create content and has to be done strategically. One of the mistakes that I see is, you know, businesses hire someone to create content and the content is not SEO'd. The content needs to be SEO'd so that there's a strategy in place so that it will rank for what it needs to rank for. Because otherwise, you're just creating content that no one can find. And then thus, no one's coming to your site, your website's not getting traffic, and therefore, you're not getting leads, right? So if you're going to create content, make sure that there's a strategy behind it. Before you just start randomly creating content, what's your strategy, right? And this is what I, you know, do for my clients all the time is I help them develop a strategy based on their business goals and what they want to accomplish. And only then do we move forward and we create content. It's based off of that. The other thing that's really important when you're creating content is understanding that alt tags for images are very important. And if you don't know what this is, is that Google cannot read images. It doesn't know what it's about. So what you have to do when you're uploading an image, let's say to WordPress to put on a blog, is you have to go behind the scenes and you have to put an alt tag, which is basically the description. What is that image about? 
And this way, when you go to Google and you see the different tabs of, you know, news and images, you click on images, you'll see that images come up on Google under the images tab. And then if you go to a particular image and you click on it, it will take you back to the website where that image was found. And that's really important because otherwise, if people aren't finding those images, you're also missing out on that opportunity of getting links back to your website coming in from the images. The other thing that's really important now is you need to pay attention to this is on social media platforms, like I've noticed this on Twitter, on LinkedIn and other platforms is when you are uploading an image, it's asking you to put alt tag information there. What is it about? And if you're lazy and you just skip that part, well, guess what? That image is not going to also show up in the search results page, which would have been one more opportunity for you to get exposure back to your website. So now even the social media platforms are really using SEO in terms of how they are putting content out there and how this content is getting indexed on Google as well. So you want to make sure that you are putting best practices in place also for your social media platforms that you're using. So now I'm going to talk about off-page optimization. So things like link building and claiming your local directory listings, and that's really important. So with that, you want to make sure that you're increasing the number of quality inbound links that are coming in back to your website. One of the ways to do this is also through publishing press releases. Press releases come from links that are considered to be powerful and authoritative. So it does positively impact your website to have an inbound link coming in from a press release. The other thing that's really important is the directory listing. So if you can get some inbound links from directory listings, those are also really, really good for off-page optimization. And then also if you have, you know, local directories, like for example, Google My Business, you want to make sure that those are claimed, that you have tied them to yourself, that you're the owner of that listing. And then you're also posting content there and you are optimizing your listing to make sure that you've filled out as much information as possible and you've included some content in there that is keyword rich as well. But the most important thing too with local listings like Google My Business is you have to get reviews because if you notice the people that rank higher locally, they're the ones that have more reviews. So it's also rewarding you based on who has more reviews or not because they're considering you to be more trustworthy if you're getting more reviews coming in and they're considering you to be like, oh, this is actually an active business that is real. They're operating. They're not just an old business that might have gone stale. They forgot to take their listing down, right? So those are things to consider as well. The other thing that's really important now more than ever is making sure that your websites are optimized for mobile platforms, whether it's an iPhone, whether it's on your iPad, you know, you want to make sure that they're also loading quickly because there's something called site speed and that does also impact SEO score. If your site speed is slow, then there are ways that you can improve your site speed. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, but you want to make sure that, you know, you're optimizing your images. There are plugins where you can use to do that on WordPress. And then also that you are setting up tools to track 
what type of traffic you're getting, such as Google Analytics, because you want to see like how the SEO is impacting, you know, the results of what you're doing or not doing. All right. The other thing that's really important to talk about now is, I mean, as you've been hearing, like AI is really taking over 2023 and you have to also account for voice searches because those are becoming very popular with things like Amazon Alexa and Google Home. So when people are searching something with their voice, it tends to be more of like they would talk naturally. So those keywords are long-tailed and you want to make sure that you're also optimizing for these type of long-tailed queries by including natural language and the longer tail keywords in your content. The next thing I want to talk about are featured snippets and what those are basically answer boxes that show up at the top of the search results and they're designed to give people a quick and precise answer to what they searched for online. And you can optimize these featured snippets by basically making sure that you're using header tags to structure your content. You're making it easy for search engines to understand your content. You're putting in questions that people would normally like type in when they were looking for an answer to something. Because when you do that, Google may select your content as a snippet to actually show in the search results page. And that's going to give you even more exposure on the search results page and in return, get you more traffic back to your website. So that's really important as well. All right. So I want to go back. I want to talk about some of my favorite tools for SEO that you can use. So one of my favorite plugins for WordPress websites, and I've been using this for so many years, it's called Yoast SEO. That's Y-O-A-S-T. I'm actually going to link all of these in the show notes for you guys. So make sure that you check out the show notes. But Yoast SEO is great because it actually gives you the green light if you've done SEO properly. And when you click on the section where it says, okay, why is this light green or yellow? You can see which components of SEO are missing that you may need to add or modify. And it literally serves as a guide. It makes it really easy. The other one that I absolutely think is important is Google Analytics because you do want to be tracking your website traffic. You want to see where it's coming from. You want to see what traffic is coming organically and what traffic is coming from result of paid ads, all of that. And hand in hand with Google Analytics is the Google Search Console. So you want to use that to really measure your website performance. And you also want to see if there's any errors on your site that may need to be fixed because let's say you had a link, it's broken, well, that should be fixed. And then also you can track backlinks as well. But my personal favorite tool that I think is an all-in-one platform that just includes everything you would need is called SEM Rush. And I'm gonna actually log into one of my accounts right now so I can talk to you guys about all the features that it has. So it does a lot of different tabs. So it's got like, you know, SEO, local SEO. It even has a social media section where you can directly manage your social media within the platform, which is cool. But what's really useful, I like is, I mean, there's so many things, right? But it's like, it has competitor analysis tools. So you can actually see what your competitors are doing. Because if they're ranking on page one, and that's your goal, well, it's really good to have that intel to see what they're doing. Where are their backlinks coming from? 
what kind of content are they creating? What kind of keywords are they ranking for? Maybe these are keywords you didn't think about that you should be ranking for, but now you have a little bit more inspiration and ideas to say, oh yeah, you know what? That is a good keyword. We should be ranking for that as well. So within SEM Rush for the competitor analysis tools, there's traffic analytics, there's organic research, there's advertising research, and there's a social media tracker. So it has all of those features. It also has content marketing tools. And this may depend on which plan you get. There are different plans. Some plans will include certain features and some you might have to pay extra for. But you can do topic research. You can have like a SEO content template. You can even do like a content audit, like lots of different things. The other feature that I really like is their backlink analysis tools. And that's great because you can see and track inbound links to see what kind of backlinks that you are getting. And sometimes also random websites will link back to your site, but they're not quality sites. And you have to make sure that you go back in and get those removed as well. That's important. And then it also has link building tools We can literally create different campaigns to do outreach to people and say, hey, we are looking to get some inbound links to our website. Maybe we can give you a link, a quality link, and you can give us one back. So you can actually do those kind of campaigns as well, which I think is really, really useful. And then it also has detailed reporting. But the cool thing is you can set up different campaigns to track, like called projects, and you can set them up according to different areas. And you can say, okay, how is this area performing because maybe we have three locations of an office versus another office. And you can also set up alerts where it will tell you the rankings and position of particular keywords that you're tracking. So it'll say, oh, this keyword went up by 10 positions. This one went down. This one, you know, is now ranking even higher. And that's really useful information and data because that's going to allow you to see if your efforts are going in the right direction. And you're going to be able to see what's ranking without having to manually look at everything. And then you can actually see that over time, it's actually increasing. So if I'm looking at like one of my accounts right now, it's saying visibility has increased by over 5%. So I know that the efforts that I'm doing are working because I'm also seeing a big jump in the positions where a lot of these rankings have jumped by over 94 positions. So like the ranking on page one for all the keywords that I did create quality content for. And that's huge because if you're doing these efforts, you want to make sure that your strategy is working. And if it's not working, then you need to pause, take a look at the strategy and figure out how to improve that strategy. So absolutely love that tool. And then some other tools also, Screaming Frog is also good for identifying broken links or duplicate content and other technical issues related to SEO when it comes to websites. And then Keywords Everywhere I like as well. It's it's actually pretty inexpensive. I think it's like under $10 a month to get a membership for that one. And you can use it for keyword data. You can check out search volume. You can check out a lot of other, you know, features that might come in handy if you're planning even to set up a paid ads campaign. And then Moz is another one, M-O-Z. And that's also good for tracking search rankings, analyzing different backlinks, and also, you know, seeing if there's any technical issues when it comes to SEO on your website. So 
those are all the tools. I will link my favorites in the show notes. So definitely check out the show notes. But just know that you do want to do the best practices out there when it comes to SEO. And sometimes, you know, the stuff changes really fast. So the other thing I will say, it is important to stay educated and to keep learning and to expand your knowledge because SEO changes really quickly. Social media definitely changes very quickly. And if you don't know how these changes impact certain things, then you're going to get left behind. So you have to consistently learn what are the new, you know, algorithms that are coming out? What are the new tools that are coming out that you can use that'll be helpful? So there's just a lot that goes into marketing. I mean, when you're doing it the right way, you really, really have to have the understanding of the right tools to use, the right structure to set things up, the frequency, and, you know, have the right strategy. And then how do you tie all that together? right? You have to tie it together. And, you know, that's why a lot of business owners are trying to do some of this stuff themselves, but it doesn't work because you may not know what's involved in terms of the back end. You may not understand how things change quickly and how you have to change. So it's best to consult a marketing strategist to, you know, this is what they do and they know what changes to make. They know how to improve things. Because even if you have had SEO done by a previous vendor, well, maybe they actually didn't do it as well as, you know, they could have. Maybe there's some gaps there. Maybe there's some things that they did wrong. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't work. It just means that it didn't work for you at the time. So don't give up on it because SEO is alive and well. It definitely works. And I know that I've gotten a lot of my clients on page one of Google. I've gotten myself on page one of Google for many keywords. And it just takes a little bit of effort and time and planning and a strategy. So if you need help with your marketing strategy, feel free to reach out to me. My information is in the show notes. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I definitely am a big fan of SEO. I feel like if you take the time to invest into SEO, even if you were to retire or you were to sell your business, that website becomes a digital asset that you can sell because you've taken the time and the effort to get it to rank and it's generating traffic. So people will buy digital assets like that. It's already a website that's created. All they would have to do is change out the name of you know, your business to their business. So if you were to retire and you wanted to sell it, or if you wanted to go into a different industry, that's also a great business idea. So those are some things to think about, but thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends and go ahead and take a moment to leave me a five-star review. If you are getting value from all the content that I'm creating, go on Apple podcasts and leave me a review. And I've actually put the link to do that as well in the show notes. And I'll talk to you guys on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show so you don't ever miss an episode. And also share it with your friends. Dimple would be so grateful if you could take a minute to leave a review and visit the podcast website to check out all the latest episodes at www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. That's www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. And follow Dimple on Clubhouse. Her handle is Marketing Expert. And also join her Mesmerizing Marketing Club, also on Clubhouse, for live rooms on top marketing strategies for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to mesmerize their marketing.